0: Hey, folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a DogCast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby.
1: Welcome, folks, to another episode of Turnbuck Report. That's like post-Royal Rumble. We made it through it. We made it through a single Wide's appearance. That's right. Shout I haven't talked to him for a while. I think, he's, uh, I think he's in a hole. But who I will be talking to, the guy, Chad. What's up, brother?
0: Hey, man, you got any fresh pow-pow up there in the uh, Colorado Springs area out there, my friend? Because uh, when I woke up this morning, I woke up to snow melting. In Wisconsin, so,
2: hey,
1: spring spring's around the corner. Melting in Wisconsin, powdering in Colorado. What's it doing in Oregon, the dog cast father himself?
3: I'm glad you asked. The weather is a nice brisk. I have no idea because I haven't even braced myself <laughs> with the front door. <laughs> there we go. But it looks like it'll warm up to a certain degree hotter than it is right now. That's, That's right.
1: Doing. It's a nice bowl of who gives a flying fuck,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> with an extra with an extra pouring of don't give a shit right on top of it. 100%. With a nice
1: little with a nice little compliment on the rim of mm-hmm. uh, don't really give a shit. No. Nope.
0: Nice,
1: nice. That's our weather report. We haven't done the weather report in a while, guys. I'm glad we did that. We haven't what done a I, lot of you things got, in a while. You got like the whole the the whole country. Uh, in one swoop there. It went from uh, semi-cold to colder to... We don't really know. We might have to Google this shit. Down in Kokomo. Um, Oregon could be on fire for all we know right now. But what <laughs> it I know, probably well, is. I know what is on fire. It's raining. My hair. Look at that hair. You got hook hair, Actual. Going. Hook hair going. Actual hook, weather. It hook, is raining. Hook, Dude, That's hook hair. That's
0: hook hair. I like yeah. your hook
3: look, It's man.
1: actually getting pretty long on the top. I don't know what I'm doing here. Dude, but,
0: you know uh, who you got going? If you let that grow just a little longer and you put a ponytail, dude, you are straight rocking the butt boys, the gun club, the ass guys. The ass boys, the Lizzie McGuire, the ass boys with the big boys play.
1: That's like, you know what you just told me? You, You just seriously, you're like, hey, dude, bro, seriously, I like the hair. Let me tell you something. If you just go a little longer. Dude, you got that ninety nine Alec McBeal going on. You do. I am saying you do. Saying? You're <laughs> it's like it's like you are gonna hit me with something good. You got and you got that two
0: thousands know. R D J look going on right now. I love what it. You <laughs> look like
3: <laughs> what you really have going on is you have the bad dude. You have the the bad kid from the future hairdo. So like anytime you go to the future, your oh, you are right, is what the guys from the future that are like the, the bad guys have, like Griff, Here, Griff Tannen, a little, little bit of. <laughs> what are you, chicken?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted what you, but what you, 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 You look like you got Griff tanning going on right now. Mm-hmm. He really does.
1: What
2: you doing here, McFly? Do you him, have
1: it, Griff hairdo. Yeah, you oh do Oh, my God, you guys. Uh, it's not the future. It is the present. I woke up this morning, and I looked in the mirror. I'm like, holy shit, my hair is crazy this morning. And I instantly thought, what are you, hook. chicken? Oh. Actually, I thought, wow, I'm like two of hook. But uh, the hair looks good.
0: Does look good. It's true. Looks real good. Mm-hmm. It looks super good. You know what? There's a bunch of things we haven't done in a long time. You used to ask us what we were drinking. Uh, used to have mm-hmm. like these little segments at the beginning of the show we used to do, man. Mm-hmm. We kind of just moved away from that stuff because we got too cool for shit mm-hmm. like that. But I'll tell you what I am drinking. Yeah, well, Starbucks.
1: Oh, that was a nice that was a nice segue just to tell it's, me like what you're It's Wednesday do. morning. Let me tell baby. you why I don't do that. Let me tell you why I don't do that stuff anymore. Okay? It's simple. One day I sat down with the kids. And I said, kids, you listen to the show. And they're like, of course you do. What are we What are we, fucking retarded over here? And I said, whoa, slow down. Uh, what do you think about all these little segments? My son looks at me right in the eyes and he says, Dad, if you do one more of those, I'm going to abort myself. I'm like, whoa, well, you can do that. He says, yeah, I can do that. There's just science approves it. All right. Well, fuck be all. I'm not doing it anymore. That's the
2: story.
0: <laughs> you saved your kids' lives is what you're saying. You're a hero is I what you're trying his to life. say. I saved his life. No
2: child I saved left his li- behind. I saved
1: my whole family. I basically <laughs> saved my whole family by that. I called George Bush, and he says, hey, man. I said, buddy, how do I save my whole family? He says, well, you know what you do? You don't leave any child behind.
3: You leave any child. Let okay. me tell you what's going on. You leave your child behind.
1: So that's not what I'm doing anymore. Just like I'm going to spit it on the mic because I know you guys want to talk about this. Keith Lee has not been left behind this whole time we thought he was. We thought, what happened? The main roster, Vince McMahon, they murdered his character. He's dead. He's gone now. <laughs> nope. Nope. He took the entire character, said "fuck you, Mr. McMahon" in the ace hole, and uh, took it to AEW. Took the taglines and everything. Everything. He's there. He's there. He's there. It's crazy. Yeah, here, I want to lead with this one question, and I'm going to let you guys spit all over the mic. Yeah. Is this the big guy that's going to put them over the top? Yeah, maybe. He's They've good. needed a big guy. We've said it I don't know how many times. The AEW has needed a big guy.
3: I do like Keith Lee. A couple of them. I, do, I think the angle they're going to go with though, right off the bat is Brian Cage. You know, Chad and I had talk, yeah. talked earlier in the week that he kind of... Keith Lee's never really been that main card dude. Now, maybe AEW can push him to be that main card guy, but he's definitely that mid-carder, you know?
1: No, I, I see that change, and look at the swagger he's got in the
3: ring. So much you fun. know... Uh, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that maybe AEW could potentially just move him forward. And Part of the reason why he's a mid-card is because the WWE just had no direction for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. NXT did. NXT did because they let him go with his own creative direction. Yeah. And that's
0: the thing, too, for me. Like When Keith Lee came out on Dynamite this Wednesday, everything that I loved about Keith Lee and NXT, I saw on Wednesday night. It wasn't this, you know, watered-down version that we got on SmackDown or Raw. This was full-on, basking his glory, you know, th- th- and that was the only difference, right, guys? The only thing we didn't hear was his theme song from NXT. Everything else was yeah, Keith yeah. Lee to the max. Oh, and then his finisher, of course. It was called the, whatever the fuck they call it now, the, uh, the Big Bang, uh, what was it, Big Bang Cat- Catastrophe instead of the Spirit Bomb? Yeah. Minus that? Minus, you know, him directly stealing the the his finisher from Batista, obviously, because I mean, the Spirit Bomb, the Batista Bomb, what the fuck is the difference? Mm-hmm. Uh, straight up, About everything, everything was Keith Lee, man. Everything from his from his ring gear to what he did in the ring, the you know the thing with that he does with like Adam Cole with his thumb, the fucking yeah, he through, didn't change anything.
1: Everything was no, identical. it was the same
3: character, same He's walking out.
1: To include the uh, the ring gear. When he came out with that that sleeveless hoodie and it had that silhouette of himself on there doing the little Sabu thing,
0: and I missed that.
1: Um, I was like, "Wow, how is he?" You know, because we're so used to that. We're so used to if if you're the if you're WWE branded uh, and you went over to let's let's go back let's go back in the time machine and go to the '90s. Um, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Diesel, Razor Ramon, they go over to WCW, put on street clothes, and now they're it's their real names. They had to completely change. So you knew who that was, but you you weren't wisened up to the business. This looks wonderful, by the way. My daughter, just for everybody knows, she just brought me eggs with pico de gallo. Look at that, beautiful.
0: Oh my god, they
1: those came up very nice. Wow, good. All Come here. We're gonna take a break from the show so I can kiss you. <laughs> I'm you. proud of you, London. You.
0: Can bring me a hey, plate
1: hey, of that is too. Coffee though, this coffee ain't gonna warm up itself. Thank you.
0: The 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 daughter's host. <laughs>
2: The, the daughters, the daughters' host
0: needs to make me some eggs because those look delicious.
1: I'll tell you, this little girl, this you little girl's good. excited. We're uh, we're doing the, our first daddy-daughter dance, and mm-hmm. uh, she's pretty, she's pretty, imp- she's pretty pumped up. She's got the whole Cinderella dress thing going on. She won't let me see it for now, but uh, we're excited. She's going to make me get in a suit too, so
0: pretty excited. I, anyway, I have eggs here. That's how it is, man how it is i had to wear a suit to my daddy daughter dance it's how it is daughters take that shit serious too man my daughter was like you need to clean up shave up get a haircut put on a suit you need to look on point dad if i'm showing up in that damn dance with you i need to make sure that all the other dads understand who the real dad
3: is when you walk in that's how my
0: daughter was i don't know
3: if that's how london is. and just like the prison you rape them you rape all the other dads Mm -hmm. there
1: (laughs) oh with my suit that's a good point
3: until one reigns supreme I mean, I, I'll try it.
1: I'll try it. I'll, I, I know I'll at least get through three of them.
3: You have to. You just end up sitting down
0: with the other dads drinking beer. But nonetheless, you got to show up on point. When you take your picture with your daughter and you guys go get your meal together. And then when you guys separate, she goes plays with her little friends. All the other dads are going to be like, are you new here? And you're going to be like, yeah. And they're like, well, we don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you New Year's? This your first time. Your, are first are you, time. you new?
0: And you're going to be like, yeah, I'm new. What's up? What's up? Did you bring any beer? No, nah, because you already brought it. And then that, that's how you get uh, along with these guys, because then they're going, oh, okay, so go, I, good answer. Here you go. So he'll pull out the cooler from underneath the table, pop you a beer. He's going to say, hide it under your coat, because we're not allowed to be drinking this shit here. So you're swicking beer in your <laughs> coat and shit.
1: <laughs> you know what really helps me? This helps me uh, every time I go to a dance. A little bump of cocaine. Just a little, t- <laughs> it's a little bump uh nothing huge i'm It'll not trying for to look, Rick forget Flair. who i am it work for me <laughs> i'm not trying to shit my pants over here but you know just a little a little bump really helps. <laughs> uh speaking of little bumps like we were talking about when you come over from the wwe you completely have to change your character um or if you're coming from a, a rival company into the wwe vince has to change you completely so how, impressed were, guys, now, how impressed were you
0: guys now how impressed were you now we're seeing this
1: with, with uh w- well, we got. Uh, well, wait. Hey, I gotta say, we uh, Adam Cole, same character. Yeah. Keith Lee, same character. I'm very impressed by the Bobby way. Fish,
0: impressed. Bobby Fish NXT. Bobby Fish AEW, same fucking guy. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Josh, how impressed were you with Keith Lee? Come on, man were you Were you bummed out about his debut? Do you think they could have done more, or were you impressed? Because they went straight to a mid card wrestler in his debut. Yeah. They didn't. I've, they didn't uh... put him in a, a like a low card match. They gave him straight mid card right away.
3: You know, I've always been a a Keith Lee guy. Honestly, I've always liked him. I've said it before on the podcast. So when he came out and I saw he was in the same character and it looks like he's going to go kind of back to that character that I actually enjoyed in in NXT. I'm like, shit, maybe they actually have a big dude. Here's here's the thing about Keith Lee. Keith Lee's a big man, but he's also agile. That's why I was saying he, he reminds me of like uh, Mark Henry or almost like uh, the yeah, yeah. Big Show because even the Big Show when, when he was young that dude was agile as shit jumping off, off the top ropes and shit you know so mm-hmm. it's always nice to see a bigger dude that could actually move in the ring which honestly I think a good angle a big man on big man that's agile that they can move if they put him up with Luchasaurus in some angle they find some, some yeah. way to, to do it um, that'd be nice
1: you know, Luchasaurus, I'm glad you brought him up. Because, uh, you know, when we think of the big men of, of AEW, you've got uh, the Murder Hawk, Lance Archer, you got you got uh, Luchasaurus. Wardlow. Uh, Brian Cage. Wardlow. And, and now Keith Lee. Luchasaurus has got to step his motherfucking game up.
0: Oh, he, well, now that Keith Lee's there, hell yeah, he does.
1: He's got to step his game up. This guy sucks. You know, the gimmick is cool, I think. Um... But he's got to step his game up. The guy does not perform well. He botches way too much. And, and, and you know, for everybody that's a fan of this show, I, I'm not the one to sit and point out botches. I'm the storyline guy. I like the stories. Uh, but, Josh, you, you have to have a very difficult time. It's probably easier to watch him on Big Brother Season 17 than it is to watch him <laughs> on uh,
3: AEW. I, you know, here's the thing about Luchasaurus. He's a very agile person. But it's almost to the point to where he's trying to be too agile for his size. And I yeah. think that's part yeah. of where the problem comes into play. Like, there's just there's just some moves that the bigger dudes have a harder time pulling off with these smaller guys. Because the smaller guys are like, okay, hey, this is how, where I'm supposed to be. But he's so yeah. fucking huge that when they go to do these moves, I think that's where the botches are coming. Because, you know, I know that What's-His-Face's arm broke. I still don't think that was his fault. I, it was I a weird think, landing. Yeah, you know, no, I it's, think, it's how Phoenix I th- landed. It's, I think it's how he I think, landed. I think Phoenix ended up getting spooked, and so I wouldn't blame that on Luchasaurus. You know, but <coughs> I don't know, man. I think that uh... yeah, Phoenix
1: Phoenix landed wrong. I mean, it, whenever whenever you're doing any kind of sport and you got to fall over, they your coaches will always tell you you don't you don't stop yourself. Did Let you uh? Did
0: you guys check out Rampage? I felt like he took a lot off the gas yeah. pedal this week. I was looking at that, and I was like, he's not hes not going balls-to-the-wall high-flying. He is wrestling like a big man this week. And I think he's been doing that for a couple weeks. I think since Ray Phoenix's injury, I think Soros is really taking a lot off the he gas spooked. pedal. Yeah, I think he is. He's spooked. I don't think he blames Ray for that. I think Lucha blames himself. Lucha Soros. I think he thinks it's his fault. And, uh, and I'll be honest with you guys. When he gets tagged in, when Jungle Boy tags him in, I get a little nervous for the other guy. Because as a big dude, and you're trying to move like a like a like a like a cruiserweight, you yeah. you could potentially really fucking hurt somebody moving like that. You have to really know what you're doing. In the early bout with Luchasaurus, when he first came in with uh, with uh, the Jungle Express, or whatever the hell they were, uh, whatever the hell Jurassic they were, Express. Jurassic Express. When they came in early, you could tell he was confident being a high flyer. You could tell everything he did mm. was confident. I just noticed as AEW progressed, his confidence it to be a to high flyer it. is starting to get lower. And then when he hurt Ray, I mm. think he's just abandoned it. He's still doing some things, but it's not what he was doing. Um, I'm still a very big Luchasaurus fan, but man, he makes you nervous when he gets. It It reminds me uh, of like know, 2005 Goldberg and shit. He's
1: not. He's not nice segue. He's not getting. Um, he's not getting the reps that he needs. He's not getting those reps when when he's out there. He's he's definitely moonlighted by uh, by Jungle Jack Perry, because that's that's the guy that's the, in that group. That's the one that's going to, you know, eventually they're going to break this whole thing up and he's going to become the TNT champ. That's how it's going to work out. Um, Keith Lee, <clears throat> I want to f- I want to finish on this note. Keith Lee, they better strap a, um, a championship on him pretty quick because this is the problem. This is the worry I have with a guy like him. And I had it in NXT too. He's big, he's agile. It's fun to watch, but it definitely has an expiration date on it. We're not going to be—he's not going to be able to do that for very long. Um, it's just not going to happen. There's a reason big guys wrestle like big guys because they—they they have more to get injured, right? They got more that can go wrong. Got heavier heavier frames on them knees. Um, they better put a belt on him pretty quick, is all I'm saying.
0: I mean, he's trying to move like Randy Orton in the ring. He has a lot of Randy Orton style mannerisms where he. Does those yeah, shoulder whips and I shit. Uh, I keep thinking, like, Keith, you're going to you're gonna blow out your fucking shoulders, man. You're too big to be moving like that. Like, have you, you noticed when Keith Lee, whenever they're doing bumps off the ropes, he will do this shoulder thing where he whips his shoulder back and then hits straight down on the ground while the other guy yeah. is jumping over him during while they're taking bumps off the rope. I keep thinking, Keith, you keep doing that. You're going to get hurt just doing that. Like, land mm-hmm. like a big guy, man. Like, I'm nervous for him, but he looks so good doing it. It's so fluid. He can move so good. I, you know, he was getting injury prone there towards the end with uh with SmackDown because I think he was getting some shit booking and some and just poor matches, just poor match. He was getting buried. Let's put it that way. And uh, yeah. I am so happy to see that man in A or AEW so much. It's just Brian Danielson, Keith Lee, all these additions are so exciting, so exciting. But on the same note, guys, there's a lot of guys that were on the early roster that are getting pissed off and they're ready to, you know up them contracts and go elsewhere. As a wrestling fan, I love it. But for Good those for guys, for those other guys going back into the indie circuit after having spent a few months on AEW, I do feel bad. But, man, step your fucking game up, guys. If you guys want to outshine guys like Keith Lee, step the fuck up. You know, I, wanna, I don't feel bad for him at all.
3: Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. I want to touch on Lujasaurus just really quick before we get too far past him. You, you you, can go back and listen to our earlier podcast. I think one of my issues with him Is that when you actually watch when you when you guys sit back and watch him wrestle, he's moving quick, but he's moving almost in slow motion. Watch the way his body moves, and I think it just seems like he's moving so quick because he's so fucking lengthy. But when you actually watch him, he's moving in like slow motion, and he's just the weirdest. uh, To be honest with you, he's one of the weirdest wrestlers to watch wrestle. He just has such a weird style. Yeah, but I think if they put him with, I agree. Keith Lee, I think it has a, a chance to work, um, but honestly, I just want to see Keith Lee, take over the big man division in AEW. Let's let's touch on that.
0: Which which match, Leland? Would you like to see Keith Lee go against? Like who? who what is another big guy you just love to see Keith Lee wrestle in AEW? Lance Archer.
2: Oh, Lance such Archer. a good
0: one. Uh, Wardlow for me. I know that's going to be a Wardlow while down the road. Me yet. Wardlow hasn't sold me yet. They're pushing him to be so dominant. And when you got a guy like yeah. Keith Lee, who's also a dominant big guy, to have those two in the ring, it would just be colossal. I think, I think once you get Wardlow's story, you know, completed with MJF, and they eventually can move to Keith Lee, start wrestling guys like that. I think it'll be good. Um, but I think, I think it's a while out yet. I think we got at least a year before well, we see that. Well, here's my bad. thing
1: with Wardlow. Here's my thing with Lord Lordlow, real quick. He no, no. they're push, they're pushing him, they're pushing him to be a um, a babyface, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's going so in that direction. If
1: he's going to be a babyface, then I need to see some sympathy, which means I need to see that big sum bitch get his ass kicked, and I need to see him get his ass kicked bad, maybe multiple times. It's coming. So then he has something to come back from. I think it's coming. Um, you know, you're gonna have to ft. You gotta have FTR work him over. It's gonna take a few people, uh, but that that's what needs to happen. Because if not, he's gonna turn into the ultimate warrior. Where he just never got his ass kicked, there's never any sympathy, and then all of a sudden he's the champ and he's a baby face, and we're supposed to just believe this. So that's my theory on him. Uh Keith Lee. I like Yes, it. absolutely I'd like to see him with uh Lance Archer. Speaking of Lance Archer, what a great main event, right? What a great main event with the ha- with the champ. Um they tore they literally tore that ring down. Literally. I was pumped to see Jake back. I've been worried about my my buddy old Jake the Snake. He was looking old. And uh Yeah, he looked like well, he's... he is old.
0: COVID. he looks like COVID kicked his ass a little. He was looking a little. Yeah.
1: I was glad to see him back though. I don't understand the <laughs> psychology. You know, he was getting ready to drop the DDT. If I was Lance Archer, I'd say, "Yeah, drop the DDT on this son of bitch." I don't know why and they stopped
0: didn't... him. Yeah, I was—I was. I was yeah, you yeah. heard the, the crowd he just—the crowd just lost their shit over that. They were booing the hell out of that. Let the man do the DDT, man. Let's—he is the innovator. Let the That's innovator what we all want do it. To see. Right. I—I—I I, yeah. I would pay good money just to watch him drop one DDT. If they said. Come to our main event because all you're going to see is Jake the Snake do a DDT. I'd be like take all my fucking money. I'll be there.
1: Here, here we go. <laughs> if 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 Jake's going to drop the short arm clothesline and then slam the DDT, especially outside the ring like steamboat style, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. That's my that's my WrestleMania main event
0: right there.
3: But There's hey, no way he's cleared to do any in ring action. Oh, oh no, you know right, he's
0: not. Right, you right. know why they didn't do that. But listen, I. Talking. About, let's go back to Lance Archer. We were talking about uh, Keith Lee and guys like Luchasaurus who try to be high flyers, big, you know, yeah. light lightweight wrestlers. Talk about a wrestler who has figured out how to wrestle like a big man. In Lance mm-hmm. Archer, this man has figured yeah. it out, and he wrestles so good. Yeah. You know, he's going to have a long career with the way he, his wrestling style is. He doesn't need to do the high flying shit. He's a powerhouse wrestler. Uh, however, you can only do those murder matches so many times. So many fucking times, you know, and and sure. and as much as I like those those matches every once in a while, I kind of agree with Hangman. Man, I'm kind of getting tired of seeing them and the not the blood, just those style of matches in AEW. I, I I don't know what it is. All of a sudden, I watch this match. I'm like, I'm tired of seeing this. Like, can we just do a normal fucking match? I, what about you guys? Did you like the theme, or is it just me? I, I
1: I did enjoy it because I think it's it's mm-hmm. been a while since they had one like that. Um, but. It didn't, it makes sense to me. I mean, Lance Archer just came back from a, a new Japan tour, and that's all he was doing over there.
0: Oh, Texas murder matches and shit.
1: Yeah, that's, that's all those, that's what they crave over there, those big guys to come in and just rip shit up. So makes sense to me. Uh, I thought it was a great match. I enjoyed every bit of it. I thought the psychology was there, um, the power was there because they are ripping literally the ring down. It was impressive.
0: Mm hmm. What did you think, Josh? I mean, they got rid of the top rope, right? So you uh, that, that eliminated uh, Hangman's power move with the uh, over-the-top lariat. Um, yeah. I like that. I thought that was great. That was great. That was mental fuckery as a fan. When you're watching that go down, you're thinking, oh, shit. Like, what is Hangman going to do? They just took his power away. Yeah. He, f- he fucking used the nope, referee. He used... He used the
1: referee. He
3: used the referee. I've said it a hundred times. I don't like matches that are like this. I don't like these theatrical fucking bullshit matches. When he's hitting him in the head with a fork, bam, 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 bam. bam. Okay, you lost the believability, even with the blood, after hit 95,000 that you did on his head, bam, 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 because if I sit there and I have someone in a fucking headlock and I'm as big as Lance Archer and I'm hitting a motherfucker with a fork in the head, it's through his skull at that point. It's literally he's dead He just I mean dude hit him a couple times with the fork And let it go but he was like bam 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 And then drops him I'm like Dude at your size that fork would be in his mouth Through the top of his head Like he'd be dead But I don't know I've never been a huge fan of these theatrical bullshit matches But to be honest though To put look at a different point I actually thought it was done well um, Lance Archer and Hangman Page have always had a pretty good charisma When they're in the ring together And it even showed yeah. even during this theatrical bullshit match They sure have but Going back to New Japan like, days
0: and, Those two and, and have always put on
1: I want to touch on something you said earlier, Chad Yeah uh, You alluded to the the original, I assume The original AEW roster from two years ago Yep He's getting a little pissy because they're not getting the screen time um, Or screen time, what the fuck, Millennial comment was that they're not getting the uh, TV time.
3: <laughs> I get the screen um, time.
0: And by the way, well, most of them are well, low card is, guys. By the way, these guys were not even mid carders when AEW. Yeah, it. they were so still shows, like low card guys.
1: This shows how much they suck because you now have the AEW champion as a homegrown guy in a main event with a homegrown guy. So now, now we have that. So they they can't they can't piss and moan too much not to mention the guys that are coming over are not they are getting pushed but they're not they're not getting these championship pushes which you know we see now uh Adam Adam Cole I guess is the number 1 contender
0: were you disappointed He's with that that title were you disappointed i, am, I was i, I was I disappointed that Adam Cole came out i was like i i want to see Adam Cole in a title match but i'm not ready for it yet i still want to see more Adam Cole as a as a as a chaser, not a champion. So, or even going into the champion, I just want him to always have that number one title spot as the number one contender. But I want to see him kind of do other things. When he came out, I was like, eh, okay, maybe I'm right out
3: know. here. That's just not
0: over on him.
1: No, I'm I'm with you. I don't like yeah, him. I like Adam I, Cole
0: over on him but Cole. I like his shtick. I like his shtick. I like mm-hmm. when he comes out and he does the boom and Adam Cole. I like all
3: that. But as soon yeah, as it's yeah. as soon as it's ding ding ding, I'm like, okay. I'm, good. I'm such an old school big man wrestler fan. Okay. Yeah. Dave Batista, yeah. as everybody knows, is my favorite wrestler of all time. Just something about those big men. Dude, Adam Cole literally looks like I could split him in half if I grabbed both of his ears and ripped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no believability. That's because you can. Like, if they were to put him in the ring with Keith Lee right now and have him demolish Keith Lee, which is probably the well, I don't know if they do that now. But if it was in the WWE, they would do that.
1: Yeah. Do you yeah, think there'd
3: ever be a chance in hell if those two guys met? Adam Cole could have a black belt and whoop your ass jiu jitsu. And he would. Uh-huh. S- Keith Lee would still kill him. You're too small. Yeah, he small. just has to grab him one time. You're too fucking small and you're not agile enough to be a high flyer. He's stuck in this middle zone of I have a cool character, but I'm not believable. And that's what I saw
2: yeah, When I saw. I, 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 I... I, yeah. Yeah.
0: When I saw Keith Lee pull a powerbomb on Adam Cole in NXT, I didn't think Adam Cole was getting up. He hit that powerbomb so fucking hard, I thought Adam Cole was dead. Somehow he got up. I was like, "Holy shit." Was I mean, a that
2: takeover, wasn't it?
0: The, Yeah, and I thought that ring was just made of pure fucking yeah. pillows at that point because I was like, "How the hell did he kick out of that powerbomb?" Cuz when he hit it, his neck like it looked like he got whiplash.
3: I was like, "Holy shit, Keith Lee hit that hard." He got up. Yeah. Keith Lee doesn't um, fuck around when he drops his power bombs, though. Keith, that's why I like Keith Lee. I think, yeah, because I was such a Batista fan with his power bomb, because he brought him through. A lot of times you see people do a power bomb, and when they go to finish it, they kind of let up, and it's always noticeable. Batista, yeah, yeah. Batista threw you to hell. He fucking slammed you. He follow through. Out yeah, he
0: f- he had a follow through
3: at the end of his power mm-hmm. bomb. Yeah, I like it. And Keith Lee he had the best one. Is a hundred pounds bigger, two hundred pounds bigger than Dave. three feet taller and he fucking slams those dudes with all of his weight i'm like that's believable he slams me with that i'm dead yeah yeah okay if fucking adam cole gets up and power bombs hook i'm gonna go oh sweet the middle school kids are fucking playing out in the yard (laughs) (laughs) that's where i'm at on that fight fight fight, Are, are you not over on hook I'm way over on, on hook. There are some oh, okay. little little dudes that I have always liked. It was, a nice,
0: liked. Got, yeah, was a nice comparison.
1: I got comparison.
3: No, I'm glad they you're were, bringing it up. I do. I like him too I, I, because so, his,
0: when his music hits, I pop, man. I'm not he, not I'm sorry. Not in my living room popping. Oh. Lillian, you're I apologize. So pop. I'm saying you pop so hard. When that when you hear when the lights go down and you hear that guitar riff at the beginning where it's
2: doo doo, it's, do,
0: awesome. it's like yeah. you get and then all of a sudden like the rap hits and he walks out. I'm like, that's what it is right there. They they set the tone before he ever gets in the ring. That's why I'm over on this guy.
3: He's Chris Benoit with Taz's charisma.
0: Oh fuck that's yeah. It. And the other thing too. I got oh, wow. into a what fight. A point. I got into wow, a fight with a, a guy point. on social media about Hook. This guy was like trying to tell me that uh all the entire roster has more talent than Hook and I and I and I made the comment. I was like, "Are you talking Brock Anderson?" has more talent because I've watched yeah. Brock Anderson wrestle. That dude is greener than fucking uh, diarrhea after just having the flu green. Like this guy is fucking mm. green. When Hook stepped in that ring, the very first match, I saw no green. I saw no fucking newbie. I didn't see a guy with ring rust. I didn't see. I saw a guy that knew how to work the ring, that knew his move sets, that has studied this fucking sport. That's what I saw. That's I don't really know Christian what Walker. other people are seeing. exactly who, who he is out
1: there.
3: That's He's so the Chris confident Benoit comparison come, comes in, dude, because not only does he kind of wrestled like Chris Benoit, he just kind of has that Chris Benoit vibe. But mm-hmm. Chris Benoit was such a technically sound wrestler from day one. You know what I mean? And Hook, honestly, we're looking at a guy that's one of the greatest people on the whole roster. And if mm-hmm. I had never watched wrestling ever and watched it for the first time, no way in fuck would I go, that dude's brand new. Fuck, this <laughs> yeah, exactly. dude's brand new. No. I could tell you if I watch Luchasaurus, I think mm-hmm. that's a new big guy. I could tell by his character. He's just there trying to figure him out. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're not. No, you're not, not at wrong all. at all. Hook looks well established. You know,
1: when Hook comes out, he has that, that music, and I don't know what it is yet, but it reminds me of the UFC. Because that's what the UFC, that's what the UFC guys come out to. They don't ever come out to like some theme music that's going to get the crowd pumped up. It's never, it's never for the second time on this show an Ultimate Warrior reference. It's not like Warrior music where you see him come running out. Hmm. Um, it it just has that that UFC feel, and then he wears the trunks, and he's really ca- a lot of wrestlers have tried to do this, but he really captured the the UFC feel. He's <sighs> he's Conor McGregor with his mouth
0: shut, and he's all business. He kicks your ass. He leaves the ring. You know, and, and yeah, I, like it. I love the story. We all know that uh, QT Marshall is going to get his ass beat. All right. We all know that QT Marshall trains Hook for real. We all know that he's part of the Nightmare Factory. We all I know that. Oh, Hook... man,
1: I think Taz had a lot to do with it, too, though. I,
0: I've, I've watched the behind the scenes. He's not part of Team Taz in yeah. real. He is. A, he's part of fucking Nightmare Family 1 through and through.
1: But. But. Sure. Because sure. that's a, I get it. It's a training facility. Once he Growing gets past up, his.
3: guarantee, though, he, he was looking at his dad. And he is. Oh, so have you guys seen the up, pictures
0: bro? of Taz when he was 20 compared to Hook? Yeah. Those guys are Same fucking thing. identical. You can't oh, tell yeah. them apart, man. He is a he's a little no. Taz, man. And uh I I I just get so excited. If you can't tell, my energy just fucking changed talking about Hook. I get excited for Hook, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just do. Like Hook do is too. like I don't know what it is. Like this guy was trying to tell. You know what? You're gonna have haters, right? There's always haters out there. There's always going to be a guy that's like, you know, fuck Hook. He's so he's so green. He's bullshit. And then I'm looking at this like, what am I missing? Like, why do you think this guy is green? If, like Josh said, yeah. if I were new to wrestling today and Hook came out and he just wrestled, I'd be like, why hasn't that guy got a belt around him? Like, that guy looks like he's been here a million years. He knows what the fuck exactly. he's doing. I'm and telling then you,
3: bro, He's in line for TNT. He's just not been there long enough. He's in right. line for the TNT belt, and I. Honestly I would have thought Darby he, Allen was new.
0: I would have he's thought Darby Allen was a new wrestler compared to Hook, and Darby is not new. And if I would have saw Darby for the first time as a new wrestling fan, I'd be like, "Oh, that, that they're still trying to figure Darby out. They got Sting out there trying to help him and coach him through. Okay, he's new. I get it. But nobody's out there coaching Hook. Nobody's out there telling Hook what to do. Mm. Fucking Hook's out
3: there dominating and rolling. I'm like." If I were new to wrestling, I would wonder why that kid doesn't have a belt. You have high energy on, on, on Hook, you know? And I, I think... Let, let me ask you another question with all this high high energy. Next thing that comes to mind with the high energy is Monday Night Raw. No, I'm kidding you. <laughs> 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 Let's take that high energy over there to Instantly. Monday Night Raw. Brr, brr. Okay. Well, I'm just okay. going to go ahead and back away you slowly. You to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to go back to one thing, though. Um, and and I, couldn't, I couldn't stop the momentum, but... When I when I got lost on the Adam Cole thing, I, I was like anybody else. I was excited to see when he came over. We had, we had kind of previewed it and talked about it on the show. Um, when they put him in the ring side by side with his girlfriend, Britt Baker. Uh, and she was bigger than him. She was more cut than him. And she has gold around her belt. And she you, upstaged him.
3: And if you told me that she beats him at the home, I'd believe it. Because I would absolutely <laughs> she'd whoop his ass. <laughs>
1: that that's where I lost it, and and you know, I think it goes back to the old school wrestler in me. You know, like like you're talking, Josh. Adam Cole is not turning heads in an airport.
3: No, he's not. And
1: when you one of, one of the things I think Tony Khan and he's done this a couple times, quite frankly, I think he outbooks himself because. Somebody should have pulled him aside. You need somebody like a JR, and I know JR is, you know, dealing with his own battles, which, you know, he's a champ against it, but you need somebody to pull him aside that's old school that says, listen, if you're trying to get this guy over, you gotta look at what you're what he has and what he doesn't have. And he does not have a physique, he does not have a size. He may be a great technical, he's like a Rey Mysterio. But Rey Mysterio got upstage when his son went out there, and his son's three feet taller than him. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like there's certain there's certain psychology here. It's not being sexist. It's not being uh, 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 any kind of ist in the world. It is. It's simple. He doesn't. Be, it's not believable to me now. Mm-hmm. He is not believable. Now,
0: you know what ruined it for me even further for Adam Cole was learning that his dad was Michael Cole. Now I get that Michael Cole isn't his real dad. It's adopted and all that. But still, it's just like learning that. I was like, oh. I see Cole and Cole. Now it makes sense. But just learning that, I was like, so Adam Cole's yeah. not a second gen wrestler. He he got in the business because his dad's an announcer and he he loves it, so he does it.
3: Um, but Adam I don't Cole's know why that ripped at him though. Still, yeah, it just
2: <laughs> no seriously.
3: If you've ever seen Adam Cole, this shirt like recently, Adam Cole would fucking rip him apart. I think if they got in an actual fight, Adam Cole shredded as fuck. He Michael is. Cole or Adam Cole? Michael Cole, I mean. Michael Cole, yeah, shredded Michael as fuck. He well, Pat McAfee,
0: man, Pat McAfee put him on this like oh, whole yeah. thing, and it's been it's been awesome. But uh outside of that, Leland, I couldn't agree more. When I, when I see Britt stand next to, to Adam, one person looks like a champion, the other one looks like a fucking low carter.
3: Take your pick. Yep. yep. You know? Do you think, you know, speaking of Adam Cole, this is kind of getting off topic on that, but you know, speaking of Adam Cole, so with the whole angle with the Pat McAfee thing when when Cole was on his show and they got into that big argument. Like like I said before, I yeah. I'm certain that was a work. And then when it came out that Adam Cole was his was his dad that I had no idea about, which is fucking weird. I had no idea about, about that. But it still weirds me think out that about, that's even a thing. Think about how we say that Vince McMahon does stuff that no one realizes what he's doing. Think about mm-hmm. this. Okay, so you get you get um Michael Cole goes into Vince and says, hey we need something changed on the announce crew. Okay, we're 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 falling short, which is true. The announce crew, honestly honestly, since JR and the King split up, even since JBL left, it just hasn't been the same. No. Yeah, you're right. So Vince I goes would go back to that. Yeah, JBL was great. Vince goes, okay. How do we not only bring in a new commentary, but we also bring an angle? In somehow, because there always has to be some angle. It's the wrestling world. So what do they do? They, They 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 take Adam Cole, which is Michael Cole's son that people don't know about. He goes on the show to do his dad a favor, gets heat, brings Pat McAfee over. You know, and I think that's the same thing that we're seeing going to take a takeover 100%. And I think that's what Mickey James, when she came out to, to branch off into that, Vince McMahon, mm. his brain's turning, bro. He's beating everybody at their own game, and everybody thinks he's getting old. So, do we think Shane McMahon is the
0: Trojan horse for AEW? Because I'm reading articles, boys, and Tony Khan is serious about having negotiation talks with Shane McMahon about doing appearances on AEW. Is he the Trojan horse? No. For AEW, I asked this question. Yes, and this um, wasn't even on our bullet points for today, boys. This just kind of organically happened. Josh brought it up, man. I love this topic. I don't know about you, boys, but is
3: Shane McMahon a Trojan horse for a company? I'm glad I you think. I'm glad you think Trojan horse because I thought the same thing. See, because yeah. the the background story. Yeah, is that there was some shit that went down at the Rumble, which if we we can all agree, there was a few botches mm-hmm. at the Royal, R- Royal Rumble. And I think what ended up happening was when Kofi fucked up his match and then a couple days before they changed the whole angle from who's going to win it, which the way that they won it, I mean, they had to change the entire fucking pay-per-view because with Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble, what does that do? It changes his match and also changes Roman Reigns' match. So they've mm-hmm. completely had to change this whole card last second. And they're like, oh, you know what? There just wasn't good changes. He got upset, flustered. He quit. If we fired him. Oh No, dude. It's a fucking angle. And I'm with you on that. I think that Vince McMahon now is doing angles without admitting it. He's going back to the Montreal screw job. I think his first big try at this was with Bret Hart. I think that he originally tried to bring him over to WCW, and in a way, it worked. No, you know I don't agree with that. I, know I think it right was real. I know you Dude. don't agree with me on that, but think about it. He brings over here. Okay, let me give you some reasoning now. Maybe, I agree maybe, with maybe, you, Josh. I you will keep going, but I agree with yeah. you. Okay, so keep he going. does that to Bret Hart, okay? He's one of the WWE's biggest dudes. He's a champion at the time. They fuck him over. He goes over to WCW. What does he do? Fails because he knew that they didn't have the creative direction or whatever to make it work. So they knew that, hey, I'll give you my best, dude. I'll keep babyface forever. I mean, I'll keep kayfabe forever about it, and no one will know that I purposely, this is one of my plans to fuck you over. So think about this. This is attempt two. If Shane McMahon's gone, oh, he's going to team up with Tony Khan, and they're going to take you down. No. What do you see now? Another TNA angle. Think about this: Who ended up going over to fucking TNA? Mm-hmm. That you, what you ended up seeing going over to TNA was you. You saw, um, you saw Hulk right Hogan. Well, no, no. Well, hold on a second. You see, you see Hulk Hogan, and you see uh, for You're some clear. reason I can't think of his name. The dude that ran WCW can't think for some reason. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Okay, and that was Who's, confusing because a lot of people who, thought he was still under contract with WWE at exactly the time. Exactly because yeah. you know yeah. what think about this TNA starts gobbling up talent like what like who else is doing that right now AEW, aew okay the thing about TNA is they had nowhere close to the pool that aew has so what is mm-hmm. what does Vince do behind the scenes he sends over both of both those guys and they completely destroy TNA so what's he doing now? Hoping that Shane makes it in to AEW to destroy them from the inside. He's done this for many years. He does it that no one sees it. I could be completely wrong. This can be a conspiracy theory on wrestling. But the facts are leading towards me.
0: I don't disagree with you. I thought that right away. And then I did research on it. So I didn't even know about the Montreal screw job having anything to do with Bret Hart screwing over WCW. I just started doing research about what happened at the Royal Rumble. The very top article was the Montreal Screwjob. And I was like, how is this fucking related? And then as I read the article, it says, Vince may have talked Brett into an early retirement facade into going to WCW to fuck them over. He agreed to that, mm-hmm. agreed to those terms, knew he was going to get a fat paycheck at WCW just to fuck them over. And Leland, you got to admit, what happened to WCW after the Montreal screw job, man? They went,
3: they tanked. Mm -hmm. It went down Now Brett had no Think about this too Who are the people that he knows he had to keep in his circle Okay Vince Mm -hmm. McMahon picked the two dudes in wrestling history That they know would keep kayfabe You had Brett Hart Jerry Briscoe and Pat Patterson (laughs) You had had Brett Hart who lives and breathes wrestling That dude literally was born to wrestle and so he lives and breathes kayfabe and Shawn michaels is the best in the business now granted does he always keep kayfabe nobody knew he could trust him and who did they have to leave out yep. of the out of the circle to make it more believable the undertaker the undertaker still to this day believes it's true and he's like i didn't know what was going on i went in there and that's what that's what makes it believable because now you take the dude that 100 everybody looks up to is this dude knows every angle so if the undertaker has no fucking clue what's going on then it's real it's not.
1: I like the angle. I like what you're talking about. It makes sense. This The the Shane McMahon thing, I think, is a complete Trojan horse. Great way to put it, Chad. Um, and I think they need to stay away from that completely. Uh, I do not, and I will not, agree that the Montreal Screwjob was uh, a work. I'll we'll keep, just leave it at that. I'll keep is it because
0: Brett's your guy? Is it hard to see it? Because you don't want to believe that he could go in and destroy your beloved WCW?
2: So
1: maybe I'll give it a little bit of that for sure. Okay, uh, fair enough. But the other part of it is, the, the other part of that is there's way too much, there's way too many stories from way too many people that all say the same thing. And in wrestling, wrestlers lie, Let wrestlers talk, they all pontificate, they all build up their story to be bigger than the other one. And in the, in this scenario, there's been a little bit of that, but the core story has all been the same. Not to mention that night was documented on Wrestling with, the sh- with Shadows. I don't so, think. Anyway, I don't, I don't. I don't want to go into the weeds on this one.
0: I don't think Shawn Michaels knew that that was the plan. I think Shawn Michaels was told
1: he was a soldier. Shawn Michaels was a soldier.
0: I think he was told that you're going to go in there and and screw over Bret Hart. I think only yeah. Vince and Bret Hart knew that he was going to WCW to take them out. I think that that's always stayed between the two. of them. If you ask Shawn Michaels today, was Bret Hart sent to WCW to destroy it? He's gonna.
3: Fuck no! I that that was a screw job. Because like, it was how, my do you, job how do take you him keep out? a core story the same by keeping your core circle small? So that yeah. means if everybody, but it gets, wasn't
1: the, the the circle wasn't small though. I,
3: I think keep there was saying that, but it's not. I think Vince
0: created so multiple if, angles in that entire story with the screw the, job. The he told one circle, guy one thing, and yeah.
3: another guy another thing,
0: and another guy exactly. another thing. There's
3: and, only two dudes that knew what actually happened, and everybody else got told a different story. It's like if the if the main dude told his right hand and the, and they both told each other hey we're going to we're going to act like you have no idea what's going on this is the story keep it true so then what does Vince do now that he now that nobody knows he's already talked to Brett then he goes to everybody else and says okay this is what we're going to do so then what does that do it keeps the core story the same for everybody because everybody in their mind is telling mm-hmm. them the truth but the truth is a lie that's the part that makes okay. it hard
1: two names Vince Russo Jim Cornette these two guys hate each other
0: more. Than I was going to bring more. that up, too, man. Jimmy Cornette is a, is a good reason why I think WCW failed Um, because of that, yeah. because of because of Vince Russo. I think there was a work there. Uh, that's another conspiracy. So, I don't, I don't want to get into that, but that's another I one.
1: Just think, I just think there's a, you know, like I said, we had a whole episode on this, and I still don't agree. And maybe, Chad, you hit the core of it uh, at the beginning of this. Uh, but the WWE may be sending a Trojan horse over to AEW. I hope AEW is smart enough to see past that. I think you bring in a guy like Shane McMahon because of his knowledge, but you got to put a leash on him and not give him so much control. Once he starts asking for creative control and starts asking to start booking, that's when you got to be really worried here. But having a consultant like a Shane McMahon may not be a bad idea. Uh, but I think Tony Khan may think he's, he's smarter than everybody else in the room um, this, when it comes to that, and it may, it may come back to bite But it's he's just not on me.
3: This just—he's not. Just, this just dawned on me. How can he create, because what you just said, your argument to the Montreal Screw Screwdrop, is the perfect basis. How can he make his one mistake fixable to where there's no question about it? He ha- doesn't even tell anybody about it. Because let me tell you this. He doesn't even tell Shane that's what's going on. This is a plan by Vince McMahon. He just hopes it works out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. say Shane goes over on AEW and he walks out. Okay, What's the first thing people are going to immediately think of? The last episode of WCW. So now people.
2: Oh, wow. So without
3: them knowing, subconsciously, all wrestling fans are going to immediately have that gut feeling that things are going downhill. It's a takeover. Wow. And if he doesn't tell anybody, it's a perfect plan. That's how he corrects. That's how he corrects his Montreal Screwjob mess up. Is it is it a
0: takeover or is the forbidden door being opened? Because I I hear it go either way. Is he a Trojan horse or is he opening the forbidden door where AEW doesn't dissolve but we get more WWE versus AEW matches? I don't believe in my heart and in my mind that we're ever going to get an AEW versus WWE pay per view. I don't ever ever see that happening. But with a guy like Shane McMahon, he could open the door for that. But I don't think that's what this is. I think he's a Trojan horse to take AEW down through and through. And if, if Tony Khan is the smart booker that he is, he already knows that this shit is going on. If if you if the three of us can sit here and say this shit, and we're not bookers, we, we don't own a promotion. And I admire Tony Khan. He did the one thing that I, I wish I could do as a kid, is grow up one day and own a wrestling promotion. That's a big wrestling promotion. That would be <laughs> awesome. A
1: successful one, yeah.
0: Right, that would be awesome. Yeah. Tony Khan's living my dream. But at the end of the day, if we can sit here and say that Shane McMahon's probably a Trojan horse, you got to think that Tony's got to be thinking that, too. I mean, if he's smart, he has to have that in the back of his head.
1: So let's say let's fast forward and let's say Shane McMahon shows up on AEW Dynamite. I think you'll have your answers, Josh, if you listen to his first sentence. You listen to his first paragraph. If he comes out and he starts dogging and trashing the WWE, he is absolutely 100% a Trojan horse. But if he comes out with that corporate answer of, thank you for my time, I learned a lot, we're moving on, then it's legit. You see what I'm saying? If he comes out and he starts saying, oh, the fucking WWE this, the, 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 blah, 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 this whole thing, right? He starts trashing his dad. Then he's absolutely a Trojan horse, no question. I think if he because he's setting up a smoke screen.
3: I think he's a Trojan horse either way, and I think that's the, actually the better angle for him. I think if he comes out and says, "Don't matter, we're moving on," because what they're going to what, what that's that's Vince's plan. Hey, we're we're moving on stuff blah, 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 like that. So people are going to be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, he's on our side." The perfect Trojan horse, because you know what's happening. He could go out yeah, there and say nothing. That's a good point. And the visual of him in that ring. Will bring every wrestling fan back to the last episode of WCW if he didn't say a word. So his commentary doesn't matter. And I think it actually, either way, if he comes out there and says, you know, screw the WWE, it's going to be even more of a red flag. But I think if he goes out there and says, hey, I'm changing my ways, he's Trojan Horse through and through, baby.
0: What if he comes yeah. out with his, his wow. theme song? He's he's wearing Such a, a Shane thing. O'Mac baseball jersey he's doing that little fucking arm whip thing he does and he's doing it all on aew i will immediately get worried i'm gonna be like his theme song didn't change his outfit didn't change he's saying that he's thankful for his time and his father i would be like deflated but if you think about it from another perspective for these non-mark fans That's going to get those WWE guys changing the channel to TBS or TNT every week to see how this is going to fucking draw out. What is going to happen? Having Shane McMahon on the roster does help your ratings, but ultimately does it help you in the future? Does this signing mean that you are done? That you've just signed away the AEWs to the WWEs? Time will only tell. It's a very, very fun thing to talk about, guys, but I would be scared to death to see Shane McMahon... As an AEW fan myself, on that roster, yeah. However, well, I'll tell the you drama month. Right if fun. he comes
1: out with an AEW baseball jersey, I'm buying it that
0: second. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and, and guys, <laughs> I know, I know that we we try to keep this within a certain time limit, and the the original bullet point was talking about no, Goldberg. Let's go, let's go. I got can more we, stuff on the roster. Can we go with Goldberg now? Can we fucking segue into that shit? Cause I'm ready.
1: So, that's absolutely the last thing on the roster tonight, is we're going to talk about a little Goldberg. And that may have been the hardest uh, breakaway seg- uh, um, segue we've ever had. But just like Goldberg, uh, our segues never go away. So, here he is, elimination chamber. Yep. Blah, 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 blah.
0: It wasn't even you know, WWE's idea it. to bring him in. He wasn't. It wasn't their idea. It's it's wherever they're going to I put think on the pay-per-view.
1: AEW should bring Goldberg in and put him on a hundred eighty seven <laughs> streak winning streak,
3: <laughs> and have Shane McMahon introduce him. Uh,
1: yes, Shane McMahon's his new manager.
0: So the Saudi Arabia.
2: If
1: you want to talk Goldberg? You you go with this because I I could give two fucks.
0: The the Saudi King loves Goldberg. Thinks Goldberg is sure the the greatest wrestler of all time. Like. Like Josh thinks of Batista, the Saudi King thinks of Goldberg like this. So whenever WWE comes to Saudi Arabia, Goldberg has to yeah. be on the card. And the Saudi There's King two, spe- specifically the, asked the, for the, a title match.
1: The Saudi King is the Landon Efries of the Saudi
0: Arabia. <laughs> the he, is the and Afres. Afres. <laughs> he is the Landon Efries. He is the of Saudi Arabia. And I read this article that if the Saudi Arabia King can dictate WWE's creative like that, what happens to Goldberg... If he wins the fucking title, if the king says, deems it, if the king goes, I want Goldberg to be your fucking title holder after this, what does that do to WrestleMania? Like, what, what, what do you do? Fast lane is a Roman Reigns versus Goldberg and Roman Reigns loses his fucking title streak. Like, what do you do in that situation as a creative person? I don't,
1: I don't think he gets that power. I think he gets the power to dictate. I think Vince goes to him and says, okay, there's probably a couple you want to, you want to see. But, you know, I'm not going to give you creative control over what's going to happen in the show because that affects WrestleMania. No. I don't, th- I don't think he's given him that power, but Goldberg's going to get squashed up. I'm just done with seeing him. I'm so tired of Goldberg. When was the last time we saw a Goldberg match and it was actually enjoyable? Five years, maybe?
0: Uh, 2005 versus
3: maybe Brock Lesnar. Don't the last say time Brock was... Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's one of the worst matches in wrestling history. Madison Square Garden. No, no, no. He said the last they, time it was were exciting. Were they both got booed? Were they both that was exciting. Like this?
0: No, the question was, when was the last time it was <laughs> exciting? Because they both were getting booed. They didn't know and, what to do. <laughs> yeah, but I was excited about that. I was loving watching these two behemoths get booed out of the fucking arena. I loved that. That was awesome for me. Yeah. The question was, when's the last time it was ex- That was exciting for
3: me. I didn't fucking love the match. I just enjoyed that they were getting booed. The first excitement I have was when he first came back, when they first when he, when they first brought him back mm-hmm. that first time when they were like, oh, he's coming back. What is this like four years ago now, five years ago now? Because I hadn't seen him ago. for a while. So he he came out. I was like, oh, shit, that's Goldberg because Goldberg still has the that's it's Goldberg vibe to him. The problem mm-hmm. is now, though, is that the reason why I got so excited when he first came out all those years ago was because I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I haven't seen him for a while, but then you lose that really quickly, especially during the era that they were doing that. Yeah, when you bring yeah. him back, oh Goldberg's coming back for one time more. Two months later, Goldberg's coming back for another one time more. The very next, the very next month on a pay per view. By the way, Goldberg's coming back for another one night more, and he's champion now. What? So, I mean, it's, he held that
0: championship for a year or two, by the way, until he lost it at the next Mania. But he, yeah, because they he had, had a hell of no, a run. They're like, well, if Brock
3: Lesnar's going to it.
1: I'm going to th- have, have, have a throwback here for you guys. <gasps> okay?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it.
1: This is the only way <laughs> I'm yeah, going to enjoy true, seeing time. Goldberg. Do, does anybody on the the panel today Bring it. remember a wrestler by the name of Gus Ferratt? I'm sorry, a, a, a quarterback for the NFL named Gus Ferratt.
0: He was very injury prone. He used to get fucking my um, yeah. So when he played oh shit, for the Redskins, he Red used Skins, to get uh, really bad concussions all the, the time. He used to be a Broncos backup after... quarterback
1: <laughs> for the Commanders, formerly known as the Redskins. Uh, he did, he knocked... can't say that anymore. He no- <laughs> he he knocked himself out on the wall after celebrating <laughs> like a win Manders. or ce- or celebrating a touchdown <laughs> or whatever, right? Like the dumbest thing to ever happen. That's what I need. That's what I need. Gold yeah, to he's... do. When they go to the locker room, and then he was he headbutts some shit. I just yep. see. Him, I need to see him flat out knock himself out, and then they have to change <laughs> the entire thing. And they're like, "Well, fuck! I think the Goldberg <laughs> thing is over." He just knocked his own self out. That's,
0: <laughs> That's so fucking yeah. funny. That that ruined Gus Frat's fucking career too. That
3: stupidity ruined his career. You know what's so sad for me, and maybe I wouldn't have hated Nia Jax yeah. as much. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna come out and say it but knowing shit behind the scenes now in the era that we live in, and I find out all the people that's careers were ended by yeah, Goldberg her, and how many people he's injured. Not before, not in the past, but currently every time he comes back and every time someone gets hurt from him, I have the same fucking feelings that I do for Nia ever- Jax. Sorry. I used to, be when, when I was younger, everyone was a Goldberg guy. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah, Especially we were. they were yeah. like, Oh my God, it's Goldberg. I fucking love Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But, when you get older and you see, like, dude, Bret Hart never wrestled a fucking gin because of it. You know, and he's just, he hurt all these people. You're like, at what point does the character now not worth it? Because think about the characters you've ruined. And that's why I hate Nia Jax. And I think, because uh, I learned about all these bullshits of Goldberg before I yeah. even started giving a shit about Nia Jax. And then when I first started seeing her hurt someone, and then, she hurt mm-hmm. someone and then she hurt someone, then she hurt someone, then she hurt someone, I was like, Fuck this fucking person. And that's the same feeling I get for Goldberg. The reason why I don't like him, I like the Goldberg character still because he'll always hold a place in my wrestling memories as Goldberg. That's not the character we get now. We get an outdated, Mm Goldberg-esque character that's in there to injure characters. And all we're doing is pleading, pleasing a Saudi Arabia prince that's going to give you a, a billion dollars for it. Other than that, There's no reason. The only other good thing coming from the Saudi radio pay-per-view is Lita.
1: She's still got it. Yeah.
3: I was so
0: disappointed to find out that at Halloween Havoc, that Diamond Dallas Page said that he could never put weight on his legs the same since after that match with Goldberg, that even DDP had issues after his Halloween Havoc match in 98. I didn't know that. They played it off, but I guess even he had some injury after that match with Goldberg. Yeah. Who has Goldberg not injured? Nia Who Japs. has he not injured? That's why I No, because they just wrestle. stood there and got Did he hurt Brock Lesnar? Everybody hated him. Did Brock Lesnar get hurt in his matches with him? Because they had a few.
3: No <laughs> and Boston then you worry behind. for Roman Reigns. What What? what I yeah, heard about stiff. when they would wrestle, though, because if you guys have heard before, Brock Lesnar's a little rough in the ring. And Goldberg's a little rough. And Goldberg's a little rough in the ring. And word on the street is that every time they've ever wrestled, they've become pissed off in the ring. <laughs> so when both of those guys get pissed off in the ring, they start <laughs> spear purposely each to other. hurt the other person. They start dropping their only move they know, which is a fucking suplex. So then everybody starts getting suplexed yeah, and speared. And so it's like, on the real, Brock Lesnar would fucking kill Goldberg in a fight due to age. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's a big yep. scary dude. And he could probably beat up, you know, me or whatever. But Brock Lesnar's the real deal, and uh, you know.
0: Can I can I tell a quick story about Brock Lesnar before we call it a quit? So he does get pissed off, by the way. So I don't know if you know this, yeah. but the referee once in a while will will tell the wrestlers a change from backstage that Vince has told him to do. Yeah, this from up so top, ref yeah. will go to these guys while they're on the ground and say, "Hey, Roman, you need to kick out of this move." And Roman, right? So back in WrestleMania 2018, in the Brock match. was supposed. They were in the match, yeah. and it was WrestleMania 18. It was the Universal Title match. It was Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. It was the end of the night. Uh, Roman, Roman was supposed to get his ever living mind beat out of him, right? So he was supposed to lose that fucking match. Vince got it up his ass. That this match was too going too fast. He calls to the referee and says, "Can you guys, uh, can you tell him to let Roman kick out of this out mm-hmm. of this finisher?" At this point, Lesnar's thrown like five, like six or seven F5s on fucking Roman. Roman's on the ground. So Roman does what the boss says. He kicks out. Do you know what Lesnar did? He got pissed that uh, Vince said that and not a work. Put him in a rear naked bulldog choke and was actually fucking hitting Roman in the head. Roman had to get stitches. He had a fucking knot the size of a softball in his head. mm -hmm. And then he looks at the referee. I don't know if you guys go back and he says, tell him to kick out of this. Throws him in another F5, puts him down. Roman doesn't wow. even try now. Roman's like, fuck that. I'm, I'm fucking done. <laughs> like, this is over. <laughs> Tell him to kick out of this. So then Roman's done. Brock goes back to the back and fucking throws the belt at Vince. Just chucks it at him. and Says, fuck you for telling him to kick out. Your boy back there is bleeding because of you. That's that, and I shit you That's because a true story
3: that's because they fucked over finishers or taker and F5 God. back in the day he hits you with that you'll maybe kick out a one if you're fucking John Cena or someone huge he hits you with two you're dead he hits you with five simultaneously back to back after 35 suplexes and you're telling me that's not enough believability that he's gonna get pinned get fucked you pinned John Cena who was on a terror when you brought back Brock, Brock Lesnar after five suplexes Mm-hmm. Done fastest fucking squash match in WrestleMania history or where, wherever they fucking ha- it was WrestleMania right in, yep. in fucking history, but you're going to have that's why shit like that happens. It's like and to even yeah. add to that the point the the referee pretty much calls the, the the whole match. That's why he's talking to them the whole way. They're the guys the guys in the booth are telling him the whole way, and the referee actually moves the match. That's why the referee is a huge part. That's why a lot of these indie companies. I believe a lot of a lot of parts where they fail is because they don't have the fucking booth in their ear telling the referee, "Hey, move this match in this direction. They needed to do this because at the end of the day, the two best wrestlers in the world, even if you had The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels doing their WrestleMania match, they're still not going to be understanding fully what the crowd's thinking? What the dude on the on the fucking TV's thinking? So that's why the dude in the booth tells the dude in the ring, the referee, "Hey, make him do this and that to to perfect the match." And I think oh, that's, wow, that's why. A, I mean, that's a great point. Companies fail It's because they don't have good enough referees.
1: No,
2: cool. do you think Off-topic? Aubrey no.
0: Edwards is calling a match? Do you think Aubrey's taking cues from Tony and and? And Cody in the back? No, because
1: uh, because that that would go against AEW's character right now. Because AEW's character is let the let the wrestlers do what they do and be professional, and call their own shit. I just so I am gonna you circle back an hour ago, and this is what we're talking about. AEW has guys that are pissed off on the roster that aren't getting their push or whatever the fuck it is. This is what AEW's culture is doing is it's breeding the fact that you have to be talented. You have to be. You you have to have a certain. If you want to be told what to do and get over in that manner, then go to the WWE. But if you think that you're old school enough and you can get over on your own reconnaissance, then that I don't even know if I said that word right. Then you need to go to AEW. Yeah, it's crazy.
3: 100. 100 yeah, 100 percent. Because uh, and to add to your point, what one of their issues yeah. is that we're not getting a push is because. I think you're right. I don't think AEW is telling the refs as much what to move the match. Yeah. Well, when you're putting somebody over, the booth has to be kind of telling the ref, hey, you need to do this to make this person over. <laughs> so if they're not doing that, it's all on you. And that's why you're not getting a push you because you're not, you're not pushing the crowd to push you over. It's not on AEW. Yes. It's a catch twenty twenty two. You can go to AEW and have all the creative control that you want. You're getting, Here's you're the excited. facts. If you actually suck... You're not going anywhere because that's the catch 22. AEW is going to be like, yeah, go, go the, the direction you want. We're going to, you know, obviously path you a little bit, but you, you, you can kind of creatively do the path that we set you on. WWE is like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do this and this, and we're putting you over. So I think that's the issue that some of these WWE guys are having. Yeah. is like, they're not putting me over. It's because you got to put yourself over, homie. That's what you signed up for coming over here. Right. You got to be creative.
0: Yep, I I just thought that was crazy with Brock Lesnar. I, I couldn't believe he's not pissed at Roman. He's pi- he's pissed at Vince, but he puts a knot in Roman's head, and Roman had to get 18 stitches for that shit. It almost makes you wonder, as Vince running a company, you you can't fire Brock at this point. What are you gonna do? Like he Brock is telling you, you're never gonna fucking tell me how to finish a match again, and yeah. and I'll be damned if I've ever seen that again. I'm pretty sure. When a match is called beforehand, it finishes that way. When yeah. Brock's in the ring, I think, I think that was a lesson for everybody. Like, you fuck over Brock, he's gonna hurt your guy.
3: Is you gotta this be your careful. guy, Vince? You gotta be careful. Is this your when fucking you, guy, you Vince? That? You gotta is be careful. Is this your guy, Vince? You don't want to create. You don't want to create a, a, a Jurassic Park mantra. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot, of, Vince McMahon, I think, ran into that, and he's only ran into that a couple, couple times. And in that scenario, he ran into a Jurassic Park. And what I mean by that is when the dudes that control the park lose control of the things in the park, like Jurassic Park. Okay. Vince knew that, fuck, I told him what to do. I prodded the T-Rex, but turns out he ate the fucking worker that prodded the the T-Rex. And that was the downfall of WCW, and I hope we don't see that in AEW. Because WCW became Jurassic Park. They ended up giving all their animals... Full control, and the park lost control.
1: There's no creative control clauses in any of these contracts, so that alone would stop some of this. But I see what you're saying, though. It's they're re- they're definitely skating on the line, and they've hit a lot of success doing it. You know, YouTube just hit a billion views for AEW, so that's they're definitely trending in the right direction.
3: I would agree yep. that
0: they just got to keep the course. I-, I think if as long as they keep the course, they keep hiring guys that they can trust to do what they're doing in the ring. I think they, I think AEW just wants to avoid being micromanaging their talent in the ring. If I don't really see WWE micromanaging, I think WWE is just trying to be safe. Yep. They're trying to be safe Satisfy for Fox a lot Fox. of reasons. One, they don't want to draw blood in their matches. They want to try to keep it as PG as possible. Uh, it, they're, they're, they're trying to, right. They're trying to pander to young kids. So to keep their talent rain you know reined in no pun intended they're they're telling the refs like you need to tell him to slow the fuck down or tell him to stop using those move sets or hey tell brock to fucking let roman kick out and don't punch him in the head next time like shit like that you know i
1: just think for once they should tell goldberg to stop hurting people that would really help that'd be a big advantage
0: and that's the other thing i don't think they tell brock any or uh goldberg anything i think once that bell rings vince Pretty much takes his fucking headset off and just sits back and goes like this. Just watches it. I I don't. I've never seen them really control a match with with Goldberg in it. They're not. However, those matches never really last long. Yeah. I think they last like two seconds and then they're over. So. Yeah, it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of time for sure.
3: Yep, and I think we're gonna see Enzo come out at the Elimination Chamber. Amori? Enzo Amori? No, I just wanted to throw that in there at the very end. The SWAT guy? I don't think he's ever coming back. We're, he's already, fucking. His... We're, we're already an hour in. I don't want to get into Enzo Amore. Because... <laughs> His career's over. <laughs> no, actually, have you guys seen Enzo Amore recently? Yes, he's jacked. I haven't. I didn't even know he he's, was still wrestling. He's Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he's jacked. He is fucking jacked. He's huge. He had a carrot top come up. He goes from being the small dude in the ring. Now he looks like he could rip you in half, but I don't. I don't want to go into Enzo Amore. Uh Tune in next week
1: table for, for next we'll week. Talk about some Enzo Mori and yep. whether he's going to be an impact, whether he's going to be on AEW. Most importantly, whether he's going to be heel or babyface. He's going to do him. Podcast production.